This is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvonne Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to enjoy this podcast. Thank you for taking the time to share this podcast. And above all else, thank you for making me a part of your quarantine research or your quarantine listenership. It's really a big deal for me because I never in a, in a thousand years or in a million years, if you will, thought that it would reach a point where the whole planet would be under very strenuous forms of lockdown. And I think... I've loosely mentioned it, <clears throat> apologies, I've loosely mentioned this, I think that we're under these weird circumstances where it feels like the whole globe, for the first time ever, is going through something that is so detrimental and so dire that it requires our undivided attention, and I am very sorry for the losses of the people who've actually lost people in this particular period. If you've lost friends, family, you've lost siblings, I truly, truly mourn for you, I apologize for not having said that enough in the previous episodes. I think it was unfair of me to not really take the time to speak to those who've actually been grieved by by this particular situation. And this is among the first days where guys are taking time to move a little different in the sense of they're supposed to not be in many social circles and i'm seeing measures being taken by supermarkets where the distance you're supposed to have between you and the next man is actually being taken very very seriously and the cleaning measures like even in the building where i work when i get to the gate the first thing that happens after the guard opens the gate he gives you uh sanitizer and he gets you to at least sanitize your hands before you go up to the elevator where you're supposed to use your elbow to hit the button to actually open the elevator and hit the button for your floor it's i think even a friend of mine at work actually mentioned this loosely he said like this is probably the first time the entire planet has been cleaner than it's been in a very very long time which is to be honest kind of weird i never really thought about it in that direction because i've never seen in many cases the idea of being sanitary being so globally spoken about and i do hope that you haven't shown any signs and symptoms so far and if you have or you've noticed something like your sense of smell and the sense of uh, taste disappearing but none of the symptoms are showing up do take the time to see if you should be tested and if it aggrieves you that you're feeling a certain way go get checked out i know i cleared my throat a few minutes ago but that's just a product of me eating very very carelessly and i can tell because the, the problem with me when i'm stuck in uh, certain spaces sometimes the worst thing about me is i binge eat and i'm trying to fight the urge to do so but if anything i'm taking very very good care of myself i'm making sure that i'm keeping myself clean and i'm keeping myself out of any excessive circles and since not many of us are going into the office anyway it's a safe enough environment for me to be able to get some work done and uh, as a confessed workaholic I've, i i still want to be able to move a few things here and there the unfortunate part is I've been pushing so hard in the office that when I get home in the evening, um, I haven't been finding it possible to do as much as I'd, I'd like to. But that's beside the point. The reason I made this episode today is because of something I saw and it kind of ties back to the last episode that I just spoke about. And on this particular episode, I wanted to touch on this thing, which is also kind of tied to the idea of... Uh, reviving dead horses and trying to get people to see things your way in... It was born from a documentary I watched. I, it wasn't as coherent as it should have been because I felt the creator of the documentary kept on dragging himself back from points which he was supposed to have made very, very clear from the jump and then moved on to the next phase. But I think probably the problem he had with the creation of the documentary was he had to suffer the consequences of trying to tell a story back to back, but having 
the difficulty of seeing to what extent the story should have or perhaps the solution should have already been reached and it was a difficult path for him but maybe it was just my expe- my expectation that surpassed my anything else but i still enjoyed the documentary in the sense of i learned something from it and the documentary is is the story of the band tony tony tone and tony 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 was a a group that came out thinking the early 90s and they broke up at some point and the story is being told by some of the members who we don't automatically uh, think of when it comes to hearing about the band and it's basically I'll tell you this uh, for for those who will choose to watch it you'll watch it if you don't choose to watch it it's okay but every t- when you next time you're on YouTube just type Tony 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 and maybe you'll find the documentary pop up and it's the grievances of band members and bandmates who never got to be seen or get their just due as far as the story is concerned so here's the gist of it in the 1990s and and late 80s a lot of guys from inner cities were getting signed to record deals and record labels right and as they're getting signed to these labels a lot of things well the poor business practices i think came to the fore and a lot of grievances had to be addressed as far as even how the band itself was treating its bandmates now it was created by mutual friends from the same neighborhood most of them were raised by parents who were active band members of church bands and in some cases some of these people are first cousins and when i say first cousins i mean this say one person's mom another person's dad are actually brother and sister and you all have different facets and talents that you have in regards to music and so you decide to come together and form a group and then comes that very very difficult moment where money gets involved in that the band becomes big enough for a record deal to be suggested and when the record deal is being suggested you're told that you've signed a contract that has six members but in reality the band has exactly four members who are recognized by uh the the institution but then again it gets even weirder because it's only three members of the band who keep on making the big checks and it's it leads into a downward spiral that's not really healthy for those who've watched the story of uh NWA or a niggas with attitude the the group that was the hip hop group that had Dr Dre Easy E uh, Ice Cube uh, MC Ren and Yella and when you see the story that happened over there and how their grievances happened here's how that story and the story of these kids from Oakland come together or kind of have similarities one of the band members whose first cousin is the guy who plays the bass in the back didn't even take the time to make sure the first cousin was taken care of. I mean, we're going to meet at church anyway. We grew up around each other. We know where each other's parents live. We, we spent weekends together. But you still didn't make it possible. You didn't make sure that I got my just due and I was paid according to my contributions and then some. And the crazy thing about that story is these particular individuals because there's at least two first cousins in this story. And So they screw you over in the first deal that you're trying to make as a business together in music and you decide you know what this is not fair to me I'm not going to stay here. But comes the situation where one or two of you have kids. So 
your first cousin who swindled you in the first deal in the first place comes back and tells you, okay, cool, this, I still want you to be able to play with the band. Would you be willing to come on the road with us so we can make some money together? We'll make sure you're paid, no worries. We'll pay you for the work you do as one of the performers in the back. Are you game? Now, when you have a situation where you have a child to raise, that question becomes very, very, should I do this or should I not? And since you're members of a group dynamic and you only fit in that group dynamic, it makes sense to maybe consider the conversation. Long story short, when I was watching this documentary, the problem I was having with, with the whole thing was this. Yes, it's a first cousin. They've already swindled you. You may never get the stake from being swindled already. You may never even find a position where you'll see him find the error of his ways and then he comes back and you come to a compromise and you come to an understanding and you come to a change of the God in the sense of, I will never put you through that again. That hasn't happened. and The potential of that happening is not really made clear. If you were to be in that position, how would you handle it thereafter? Because this is a first cousin. That kind of changes a lot of things in regards to how you could move forward. Not many people are above forgiveness. It's possible to find forgiveness, especially if the person actually comes up to you and tells you to your face, I did wrong by you and I'm sorry. And watching that documentary, unlike that, what you probably will expect or not expect in that documentary, many people, when it comes to the case where they've swindled their friend, they don't take the time to apologize or to do right by their friend who they've wronged. This is a, a fact that exists out there. And when I think about it, I start asking myself the question of how I've been able to navigate the world of entertainment and how I've been able to deal with my concerns in regards to such situations. And here's the things I've concluded about myself so far. When I was getting into this business, the different businesses of entertainment that I'm in, I always did ask myself or worry if I put myself in compromising positions because I have a talent but not access. And when you start thinking about things along those lines, here's the problems you try to face and it tends to face. You have to not only vet the kind of people you associate yourself with or vet the kind of people who potentially could open doors for you and you have to start asking yourself to what extent am I willing to put all my cards or put all my chips with this particular person it's a very very scary set of circumstances and I think it's why most of us fear what we commonly call adulting because adulting dictates that you should actually be answerable for moves you make. And when I heard that story of them, the first cousins doing that to each other, I mean, here we are thinking that blood is thicker than water. And here we are in the same period where a couple of years back, a rapper said, money and blood doesn't mix. Keep your family and business completely separated. These are phrases I grew up on. It's why I always keep on saying on this podcast that I revert back to hip-hop because for some reason in hip-hop I'm given answers to certain questions that not many people want to actually deal with. My view on this is you have to try as much as possible to be objective and play for self. When I say play for self, I know it sometimes comes off as a very harsh statement and I'm not trying to encourage people to resent people they get into business with or to 
be hesitant with the people they get into business with. But in my case, the only way I can find myself comfortable enough to deal with certain situations is because I see, I try see how bad things can get. Especially, say, for example, in the scenario of if I was a member of Tony Tony Tone and my first cousin just, there's an album that's out, he's not made me a part of the publishing deal, he doesn't give me any points on the track because I, for one, don't even know the, how the point system works in these particular businesses because it's something that I've always wanted to, and I hope to actually have the time to have a conversation with the person in the financial field and everything. Because I want you to think about this thing in the mo- let's break it down together in the most practical way possible we all wish we could get into business but we're never given equipment to to have business smarts and by that i mean this we've never gotten the chance to actually be educated in ways of filling the application forms for having a company together uh preparing ourselves to potentially go ask for a loan and how we're supposed to pay the loans as time goes by uh how to make sure we fill our own tax returns and make sure the tax returns are taken care of in the best way possible and to know how to actually check for the points that we're supposed to potentially get reimbursed back by the government after the fact of the taxes being said that okay we're going to allow you to keep these points and probably get a uh, a return on your taxes in any way shape or form uh infrastructurally we're not even told what kind of government ministry is supposed to go approach and how we're supposed to deal with the paperwork there in order for us to know exactly what to demand if we find there's a grievance we have and it's based upon responsibilities that certain government organs have now take that and now narrow it down to the creation of music because uh, since i'm touching it on tony tony tone i like us to think along the side of music you're supposed to have points if you're a person who created the actual beat that music is recorded on. If you played certain instruments and it was a live band performance and each instrument in the band's set of music was made and created by your actual creative creative direction, not that you were told how to play, you can have a stake in how many times that track may be sampled or not, right? If say a hip hop artist comes and samples a certain bit that your guitar sound is there and you're a guitarist, you should have a point on that. If there's lyrics in the track that you actually created and there's a lyric you wrote here and a lyric you wrote there and that lyric gets taken and somebody samples it for something else or they want to use it for an ad in any way, shape or form, you should have a point on that as well. Now, if the song becomes a hit and then you are part of the people who actually contributed to making the track come to life and you're a member of the band and as a band the song becomes this iconic piece of music, you should have a point in that as well. Now, in many cases, if you're in a band situation, since there's more, more than one mouth to feed, it simply means that there's more people that have to be taken care of in order for the track or the music to be successful and for everyone to get their just due. And that's the problem with a group dynamic, because you have to make sure more than one person is fed. In many cases, sometimes it changes if the artist is dealing with that person who, that person is the one who creates all the music and you are just a hired hand to play what he's created already. So that's a whole different ballgame altogether. Now, think about it in the sense of management where the manager who is supposed to be the guy who gets you to have deals here and there, have you become successful here and there, and he's the one who's supposed to follow up and making sure you have events to go to so that you can just concentrate on making the creative process of the music come to life. And he wants his stake and he wants his percentage in that. So that's a whole other thing you have to start debating with yourself to make sure the next move comes to life. And... Now take that away and you find out that a person who you're related to, who is in business 
and having private closed door conversations with the manager who's supposed to take care of all your interests and he's trying to make sure that you make all the money as far as the guy in the room in the closed door and your first cousin who's outside the room aka me i don't get access to that and then we're supposed to look at each other with a smile on our faces during christmas lunch and christmas brunch and new year's dinner it it's the it's the crazy dynamic and it's one of those problems that we keep on facing and i i've always asked myself how i potentially would deal with such situations and it's to a certain extent i think i'm kind of glad that as far as business is concerned the business i'm in doesn't necessarily have my siblings involved in it so the whole family and business part i think is kind of safe and taken care of in that weirdly enough me and most of my siblings have different interests and outside of melaspon sister who's now a, a painter as well practicing her digital painting i'm not I'm trying as much as possible to not get in her way or to impose my experiences on her. Whatever she'll need to ask me, I will gladly pass the information to her, but I want her to find her own path. The only part I'll actually intervene is when I see her not being given the right pieces of information to learn how things are going for her to be successful. But I don't want to dictate the potential career choices she makes with art. Art nowadays has reached a point where you could do digital art that's actually being used as background creations for films or you could make background creations that are going to be used for books you could make artwork that's going to be used potentially for advertising and stuff like that so there's countless ways and countless avenues that could actually she could actually be successful and i've gone through a lot of the rough patch of what this career could be so my fulfillment of what needs to happen for her is by me hopefully reaching my potential success in the eyes of man that I'm able to make sure that the integrity of the different fields that art is involved in do not swindle her. It's one of the reasons why I've always been working as a lone wolf for so long. I try to do everything by myself and try to do everything for myself so that when the time comes for me to actually make splits, the splits stay with me throughout the work. And if I'm going to work with somebody else, I hope that they have the integrity to speak to me on a thousand percent with full honesty and put all the cards on the table and I get to choose if I'm going to work with them or not but the few individuals who and I'm sure there's some of them who exist who will try sell me on a dream and then fall short of the dream they've actually tried to sell me I'd like them all to know that I see you coming I see how you're potentially going to try do things in a way that will not work to my advantage and for those of you who've done that already and so happen to come across this podcast that's why we didn't have a return engagement in business because i know what you are i know how you move i've seen how you move i've already fallen victim for how you move that being said i wish you well do what you need to do hopefully by knowing why you potentially messed up in business hopefully it's not too late for you to do things right hopefully but in my case i my streak of once bitten twice shy is a little different i i hold back even more especially if i know what kind of swindling exists with certain people in business so i try to take care of self and play for self most more than anything else but there's only so much you can do right there's only so much of preventative measures you could take 
the game still has to be played, unfortunately. And the only way the game will change is if more players with integrity play the game. But I'll say this, if you've been swindled by a piece of business in the past, I'd strongly suggest you watch a documentary series called The Defiant Ones and check out the story of Dr. Dre because Dr. Dre is the one person who I think he's, a, he's like a true north for redemption of self and accepting of circumstances. He makes no money from the material he created for Ruthless Records and NWA. He makes no money from that. He makes, oh, as best as I know, he makes no money from that. He makes no money from the creations he made from Death Row Records. He walked away from that as well. Walked away from it. Didn't ask for points or anything. So far as I know. But everything he has from Aftermath, he owns everything. He runs everything. And it's with Aftermath that he made the billion. For those of you who require to hear numbers to be able to actually try grasp what's happening i'll throw that in there but he walked away from the other stuff because as i said in one of the tracks in yes i'm gonna say it again the allegory the album by royce the five nine in one of the skits in the album when a person takes all the wealth from you what are you left with intellectual property they can take your money they can tell your material wealth they'll take it away from you but they cannot take your mind and the skills you already have that's the intellectual property the ability to create it all over again but to dwell on the fact that you were swindled before will mess you up more than it will build you up consider that if you will and learn how to adapt to the game information is all over the place you may as well just find out about it and don't and don't concentrate on how you feel the swindling has happened. That integrity you seek, some people don't have it. Accept it and move on. Or keep on crying about how that last person did you wrong, be they related to you or otherwise. But whichever choice you make, I do hope you'll find a way to move back into saying these words for self. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. Thank you for taking the time to listen to yet another episode of PBE Daily. We'll continue to bring out more material, but of course, maintaining the integrity and the truth that actually comes from a true place as I make these happen. Until next time, be safe, keep your hands clean, keep your body clean, keep those you care for close by, and keep them as safe as you possibly can. To the health professionals out there taking care of us all over the globe, God bless you. I pray you good health. I hope that this doesn't expose your kids or the loved ones into the disease so you can actually be safe also. You are in my prayers and I'm grateful for your existence, every last one of you. Until next time, Uno.